found us. More podcast where we want you to know God more deeply. Find lasting freedom. Discover your destiny and make an eternal difference. Now. Hey, well, welcome to this week's podcast. You made it back. I know it's this is only the second week since we were on break. Uh, well, in the studio, Pastor Gary is not with us, but I have some other people that are going to help me out today, and I'll get to them in a second. But do you wonder why you take the time to listen to more podcasts? Well, let me just tell you why. Uh, it stands more stands for maximizing opportunities for right now and eternity. So stop asking why you listen. Just never forget to listen and pass it on. Well, this podcast episode was brought to you by Cheeto Finger Covers. Have you ever said to yourself, I'm tired of my fingers turning orange so I can enjoy a bag of Cheetos? Well, why don't you try silicone finger covers? Now you can enjoy Cheetos without all the shame. Yeah? You guys ever tried those before? No, and I wish I had those when I was a child and yesterday. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> you can get away with, uh, yeah, nobody knows then you're eating them. Exactly. It's like, you know, I mean, the, one of the best things about Cheetos, I think, in my personal opinion, is yeah. the little crust. Then you can go wash your hands because yeah. we're, you know, very hygienic right here. But it's good because you can you you get the little extra flavor on there. So you suck it, but then the orange never goes away. It That's takes, true. But you have to wash your hands with that like gojo stuff. Oh yeah. With that yeah. scrub and the hummus in it. That's right, yeah. You gotta oh, have that oh, extra yeah. grit to clean it off. Yeah, Did you say hummus or pumice? Pumice. Yes. Pumice. <laughs> he said, he said hummus. <laughs> whatever. Hummus Dip is good hummus. though too, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, here to help me with your weekly dose of more goodness, uh, the only man I know who is a voice actor in his downtime, Mike Britton. How you doing, buddy? Not too bad. How are now, you guys? Now, you, you have quite a few voices that you do. Yes, I do. Okay. Quite a few. So can we get a little little flavor of... Uh, oh, Put you on the spot, right? Oh, boy, I tell you what, pal. <laughs> this is the best ever. Oh, Mickey Mouse. Hey, you're spot on there, Who's pal. that? Goofy. <laughs> That's Goofy, yeah. And uh, he's like, okay. what else? I'm not a dog on a pony show here, man. Hey, listen. This is a good podcast. I suggest that you follow my friend Alex Norton. He's so cool. Who do you think that? Uh, Elmo. Oh, it yeah. is Elmo. It is Boy, Elmo. you never hear about hey, Elmo anymore. <laughs> I didn't you never Elmo hear get, about Elmo Elmo got anymore. kicked off of Sesame Street, didn't he? Or yes, something? he did. Yeah. Oh, yes, he did. Well, also in the hot seat for today, a woman who needs no introduction, a woman who has visited five continents. A woman who has steered, uh, steered in the face of dragons, Pastor Amy Norton. That's pretty good. Thanks. That's, that's, you're welcome. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, uh, as we're sitting here, we got some uh, tweets coming in. Not Twitters, right? You always right. tell get on my tweets. case about that. Tweets. I always yeah. get on your case over that. We get we get tweets in all the time while we're on the podcast. It's like yeah. all of a sudden, as soon as you get on, they upload. So popular. Yeah, they upload really quick. Right on. Uh, one says, uh, more next time uh, you take a long break, can we get a warning? Just found out you're back. Uh, oh. Hashtag, you just found her back. Uh, so, yeah, we're here. Although last week we tried to let Dave Bachelor know that we were yeah, back, yeah. and he hung up on me because he didn't recognize my voice. <gasps> I know you were uh, gone yes. too long. We we're gone too long. Eventually, I think you figured out that it was us. Uh, another one here from Football Prejudice. More, you talk a lot about the Detroit Lions. Could you mention Green Bay every once in a while? That's Yikes. a big no. That's a big no. I am not talking about Green Bay. Green Bay is big in the Upper Peninsula, and that's the only thing I'll say. Right. Yeah, that's so weird, you know? I, it is. I it's almost like they think they're Wisconsin. Exactly. It's right. like, oh, we're close enough to the border there, but you know? So right. we're just going to be over here in Iron Mountain selling freaking Green Bay Packers <laughs> stuff. I know. You betcha. Oh, you betcha. Bunch betcha of cheese has. It's weird because we were pastoring a church in Escanaba. Half the church was Lions, half the church was Green Bay. Yeah. So when yeah. 
whenever yeah. there was a game between the two, that's what you saw on Sunday. Oh, half yeah. the church in the Lions and half the church oh, in Green yeah. Bay. It was pretty sad. Especially I didn't know Larry what to do. Fry and Cliff Haas. I, you know what I would do is <laughs> I would uh, not not take a stand most of the time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell people who I like, but I like Detroit Lions. Uh, one last tweet here. <laughs> Pastor Amy raised a good question. Why didn't the Hebrew men die near the fire? Bible Minds want to know. What do you think that uh, answering that question, you could probably answer that. Mm. Well, I'm not sure I know. I just believe that it was miracle number one. Because yeah. if the other, if the soldiers died just walking up to the fire, then technically they could have died then before they even got thrown into the furnace. That's true. And I was thinking about, as you were saying it on Sunday, you know, you got these big guys carrying these guys up there and they're all in chains. They're all tied up, right? Right. They're tied up. They and can't these guys die. So what happens? They just roll on the ground. Did they, did they roll themselves yeah, into the furnace because <laughs> the soldiers were dead. So there's a little bit of, of uh, a disconnect there because what happened? Did more soldiers come? Did they put on heat shields and then like right. roll them into the fiery furnace? See, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that that's what happened. And I think that they rolled themselves in there, which is kind of like so, in your face, Nebuchadnezzar. So they rolled themselves up to them like shish kebabs. Yeah, right. right. Okay, like, <laughs> we're doing it. And they rolled in there. I'm thinking that once they got into the ropes and stuff, burned off probably. Probably. Yeah. That's why they could walk around because other than that, they'd be hopping or rolling. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was a good question. Uh, Bible minds I mean, want I, to know. That's a good I one. I do think that it has something to do with having god in the fire with them oh here so we go that we could have that two that sermon. moment right? right yeah yeah that's what i feel but it doesn't make sense when the soldiers died that we're putting them in the fire but nothing makes sense when it's a miracle right yeah i mean it could also possibly <laughs> i just thinking about this it could also possibly like walk with god without any constraints or restraints at all yeah mm. that's good i mean yeah that's deep i like that yeah yeah that so be another be sermon deep, no, that's pretty deep. I like that. Uh, resident theologian here, Mike Britton. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We're going to take an ID break and we'll be right back. Hey, hey. Can't do that part in there now. Uh, that's when the boys choir helped me out on that one. I appreciate it on that one. Hey, I like hey, it. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, we've got to talk about the Detroit Lions, right? We've been doing it every oh, podcast. Oh, my favorite subject, football. Yay. Uh, so the so Lions uh, had a bye week last week, so they didn't play. Uh, but the Lions are coming back from bye week in the first place in the NFC uh, North with a 6-2 and two record. Uh, that's been achieved with strong play on both sides of the ball, which has been amazing. Defense and offense have been Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just. And then they got D, uh, DJP or DPJ who's coming in, wide receiver. I think he's coming in as a wide receiver. Uh, Donovan something, blah, 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 from the, from the Browns. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I wish I could remember his name because we just talked about last week. Uh, but uh, quarterback uh, Jared Goff is pushing for the team to be even better over their uh, final nine games. Goff said on Tuesday that he thinks the team has only played one complete game so far this year and said his focus is on finding ways to make that happen more consistently to come. He's actually quoted in an interview on, in, on, on uh, online. He says, I think there's a lot of meat on the ball, both for offense and defense. Uh, I think it's kind of cool because I've been watching a lot of these pictures coming out about the Lions. And, you know, normally in the Lions season, there's not a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. But 
they're all putting lions in the uniforms, like actual lions in uniforms and stuff doing. It's just looking really cool. I'm really, I'm well, like, we got to get some teachers. Didn't, like didn't the head coach want like a pet lion or something? I think it'd be awesome, right? <laughs> I think he was on an interview one time, like on a warning podcast, sports podcast. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I really want a lion. That'd be and so cool if he did and that. Just walk him out and before the game and it's just like, yeah, I know. That'd have so him cool. walk out on the leash with it. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm sure the team would. And, and then, of yeah, course, that you know that uh, famous um, Tiger incident over in Las Vegas for that magician. Right, yeah. Then, then that might happen. But. That could happen. Uh, we just lost our, but, our hey, offensive line because of the line. It was yeah. cool, though. Yeah, it would be cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> to see that guy walking out with a – oh, man. I mean, he died. Oh, man. But he went out cool, though. He, so. he was really cool when he did it. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to take an ID break. We're right back. Give me one. Give me two. Give me two. Don't yeah. you worry. Cause more's coming back to you. Preach it. Just settle down now. Settle down now. In just a moment. In just a moment. We'll have more for you. Should have been like simmer down now. <laughs> down to summer. Oh, my favorite quote from... My old history teacher was Simmer Down Pot Roast. Simmer Down Pot Roast. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? It's the year in Narbor Light, yeah. Ralph Knapp. Oh, yeah. Ralph Knapp. <laughs> yeah. Amazing guy. I yeah. Love I, I loved when he was teaching, too. He did uh, oh, He did uh, my Michigan history class, which he don't do I, anymore. I, don't, I, I think they should do it. Uh, we got some more tweets in while we were uh, sitting here just talking. Uh, I felt Pastor Amy's pain with burnt hair. Uh, <laughs> wigs are making a comeback. Burnt ends. Hashtag burnt ends. Oh, that's so good. I love burnt ends. I think a lot of people related to the whole, you know. Campfire cologne? No, no, yeah, that. But I think burning your hair with a uh, curling iron, I think a lot of people um, register with people. Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't. Yeah, right. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, two, the two baldies in the. Yeah, uh, most men in, in the, the congregation did not. <laughs> My wife has got this one that looks like it's uh, like a cannon from, from some. Video you know, game or something. Video game. Yeah, it's like got three tubes on the end. What is oh that? yeah, it it's does. Got three tubes. Curls. It's just called and a waver. Up as the well. waver. Yeah, oh, the, the waver. waver. It looks dangerous. Oh. <laughs> I can see why you'd burn your hair that with that. On TikTok. Yeah, somewhere. It's like beach waves, which oh. the two of you know nothing about. But well, I, I know you're excited. Never been to the beach. Listen, if the two of you can talk about football, I can talk hair. You can. I know. Uh, yeah. I literally woke up now that you're talking about hair. You're like, oh wait, wait a minute. We're not talking about the lions anymore. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, more podcast. Is it possible to get a transcript of the show in Spanish? Lost in translation. Oh, I don't know. No, that's too much work for me. I don't think none of us speak Spanish. Yeah, we could, but it might. might I'm trying to learn learn Spanish through battle. Oh, nice. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. I speak Spanish, but I think some of the jokes would lay flat. I'm just telling you. There's a translate. There's a lot of sarcasm on this show. Right. Uh, As I mentioned to Pastor, that's my love language. This is a very straight up podcast. (laughs) Oh yeah, it is very serious. We try our best. We try our best. Uh, You know, I I, just to introduce you, uh, Mike. So, uh, what's going on in your world? I mean, we want to get to know you as uh, one of the hosts for this show. Uh, Pastor Gary's gone. Yeah. Well, uh, so far I'm just working over uh, over in Weekly in uh, Harbor Springs, Michigan. Um, Went to. A little bit of background about me for those of you who don't know, which is probably a lot of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, who is Mike Britton? Who is Mike Britton? It's such a deep philosophical question. Yeah, it is. It? Yeah. So I went to Harbor Light K through 12 my whole life. Yeah. Baptized by Pastor Gary before he was the main pastor. 
Yeah, he was a youth yeah. pastor. Yeah, yeah, he was the youth pastor. Um, I think he went to high school with my mom, like a couple years ahead of her, though. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and then grew up in the church. It was great. Um, kind of fell away from you know the whole Bible thing and the whole Jesus thing for a little bit, and now I'm st- slowly trying to get back into it. Yeah, now in my thirties. Right, yeah, yeah, it's a good time to do it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Better late than never. Right, right, yeah. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not like I didn't believe in God or anything like that. It right. was just the practicing of it, like, you know, continuous praying, going to church. Right, yeah. Worship. Like, my my like my new favorite thing to do is listen to Lion by uh, Elevation Worship. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's a I good love warfare song. song. I, I, it was yeah. just random because I came across it on YouTube. I was like, oh, what's this? Yeah. Oh. This is a banger. All yeah, right. they got some good ones. What's the yeah, other one? They have Anthem or something. That's yeah, a, yeah, that one's I, I actually also like um, rattling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rattling. That that's a good, good one. one. Yeah. Yes, but also um, radical by the band Disciple. They're a little bit more yeah. rock and roll. I love those. They're guys. a little bit more heavy. <laughs> that's a little, a little unknown bit. fact about me, but I'm a big fan of Disciple. He's yeah. a big banger. I, I, Mm-hmm. If you catch me sometimes in my car, you'll hear some pretty radical <laughs> the, heavy metal. The disciple yeah. likes disciple. All right. Yeah, I like. Yeah, <laughs> well, I went and saw him at uh, what was it? Uh, Life, Life Fest. Fest, and uh, I had never seen him live in concert because the only t- last time I saw them on anything was on MTV. They actually yeah. had a song on MTV for a while uh, before they stopped playing music. And uh, I remember, you know, listening to him, and I thought these guys are sweet. But you remember when we had the little uh, bookstore here in this church? Oh yeah. Uh, I would buy her out of every rock, Christian rock album ever. And she would start ordering stuff. And she started getting catalogs just with my style of music. <laughs> oh my because I was like, every dollar I'd get from working at Burger King, I would spend it on the Thank newest uh, rock album. Do you know uh, Striper? Mike? Oh, yeah. This is some big news here. So I'm currently working to see if Striper will be coming yeah. here to this church. But do you know who they are? They sound familiar and, oh my gosh. So like, they are like one of the original, like Christian rock. So they're bands. like yeah. in the era of Petra. Yes, uh, right. So yeah. they they were, Petra. they were a crossover band, and they actually got saved. Yeah, uh, I, watching Jimmy Swagger. Yeah, Jimmy Swagger. Isn't yeah. that random? That and then so Jimmy random. Swagger had the nerve to like talk bad about the Christian rock bands and called Striper out on his show one time. There's there's a whole documentary on the Christian rock. Um, industry yeah and uh striper is one of the bands that started it and they were so sad because that's how they got saved yeah and jimmy swagger like called them out like this is of the devil da 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 but anyway we are currently in talks with striper to see if they'll be um coming here to harbor light so right we'll on. see they, be, they're looking for cool. places to come in this kind of area that'd be so. a dream come true who who was it that donated it was some big rock guy um who donated all the speakers and the monitors uh, back in the day. That might have been um, Mark Farner. Was it Grand yes. Funk? Yeah, Grand Funk, yeah. yeah. Grand, yes, that's who it was. Yeah. He donated that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't I know that. It was either he donated them or he gave us oh. a really good price on them. I yeah. Oh. We still, yeah, they're still hanging. Yeah, they're still hanging there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if we still have, we used to, I remember when uh, Pastor Bill put in the bass amps. Oh, yeah. Underneath the stage, <laughs> used to rumble this place. Oh gosh, yeah. I used to sit by those a couple of times, and I was like, "Yeah, shaking." I don't think they're this down is, there anymore. This is my Mark Farner story. Oh, here we so go. So we were fairly newly married at yeah. the time. It was probably only a couple of years into our marriage, and um, Grand Funk Railroad was doing a a new tour or something, 
And so they were on Good Morning America. And I used to watch Good Morning America every single morning before I went off to work. Before she got saved, yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah. Yeah, now I don't watch the news. But um, anyway, he was on Good Morning America, which is out in New York, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my husband's like, oh... Um, I know him. He went to Harbor Light and blah, blah, blah. He used to, he was in the praise team and all this. And I'm like, oh yeah, right, whatever. So Alex would tell me people like this in the music industry that he knew. And Alex was going to be a musician professionally at one point. And so I was like. Many years ago. Yeah. I was like, oh, whatever. (laughs) That's not really true. The very next day we were at Walmart and Batoski. No, it was Glenn's. It was the Glenn's. No, we were at Walmart. I will not forget this. It was, yeah, D- no, it was DW in the parking lot. I'm pretty sure it was. No, it was Walmart because it was a large parking lot. I don't even think Walmart was around there. It was. Okay. And we came out of Walmart and uh, Mark Farner was in the parking lot. The day before he was in New York, he was on Good Morning America. Right. And um, I didn't believe that Alex knew him. And all of a sudden, Mark, I was like, oh my gosh, that, that looks like Mark Farner. And from across the parking lot, he sees Alex and was like, hey, Alex. And they like run to each other, give each other a hug yep. and everything. And I yep. was like, what is happening? Yep. He has on his purple Reeboks. Blew her mind. And nice. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's one famous. What's up? Yeah. Yep. And he knew him. And I never doubted him after that. But. That's right. No, I can say anybody now. That's right. <laughs> She's... <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, yeah. I know Morgan Freeman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, getting back to Striper, you know, Striper started their career playing at the Roxy with Molly Crew. Oh, yeah, back in the I day, everybody rap. knows who Molly Crew is. That I think that's how I remember them because, yeah. like, I was like, I know that they, I didn't know they were always a Christian band, but I was like, they were not always exactly. Yeah. They got yeah, saved pretty that's, quick that's in I mean, there. Yeah. I mean, because like the first album was definitely Christian. Yeah. But um, they did, uh, they played with Vixen. They played with a lot of bands. I think even Bon Jovi, they opened up for Bon Jovi one time. But they were known for throwing Bibles at the crowd. That was their big thing. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. Oh, that's yeah. who it was. Hmm. Yeah, they I would whip Bibles out of people. Yeah. yeah, they were They're small. They're quite old now, aren't they? Uh, well, you know, old is old relative. Is yeah. relative. Yeah. I think they're like I mean, as a rocker, that's impressive. In their late 50s. No. Then, yeah, Steven okay. Tyler yeah. I mean, that's not ancient. Right. Yeah. And... <laughs> I mean, we're cresting on that hill, so yeah, we're that's young. We're getting, but you haven't reached the pinnacle yet. Yeah, no, not I, yet. I, I, not yet. Uh, it's coming up. It's coming up. Yes. All right, let's take a break, and we'll be right back with ten things to add to your winter bucket list. <laughs> So we got uh, 10 things to add to your winter bucket list as you're getting ready for the winter season. And so these are things that uh, we suggest for more podcasts that might, you know, make your winter season a little more memorable. Uh, We don't want you to kind of, uh, you know, just let winter pass you by or be depressed because winter is here. Um, And so these are some things to uh, put out there. And, you know, you guys chime in on these. Uh, Well, the first thing that uh, we think you should put on your uh, bucket list for this winter is host a football party. Uh, put the guys in the garage and the ladies can sit and watch Hallmark Christmas until the game's done. There we go. I think oh, that's a good deal. That's a win-win. I actually think that is win-win. Right. Yeah. Because the women aren't going to watch the football game. Nah. 
and we can watch football Unless I anywhere. want a good nap. Although if my dad oh, is, that hurts. Although if my dad gets invited and it's a Hallmark Christmas movie, he might just switch. Are you serious? He might watch the Hallmark Christmas movie? Serious. Come on. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? I love him. Yeah. That Britain. is fantastic. I, oh my gosh. For those of you who don't know, my father is Neil Britton. <laughs> and we're just calling he, him out right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I have no shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is the most awesome and quote he of the will day. Sit at home after he's done working his 15 hours because he comes home after 10 hours and works yeah. another five mm-hmm. and yeah. he'll just sit there and veg on christmas hallmark movies i oh did not gosh. know that about him oh, yes. i love him not all the time not all the time i'll guarantee him that yeah but he started listening to also christmas music back in july oh my god oh, oh yeah oh yeah so wait a minute you're saying that if there's a football game in hallmark he would pick the hallmark movie over football. on his way to get the snacks that are in in between those two yes, yeah that's he, smart. he might float back and forth oh I'll, I'll give him gosh. that carson does the same thing though he'll he him and i listen to christmas music in july also and we start watching hallmark christmas yeah but you guys <laughs> i know that's coming We've it's always mother done daughter that. bonding time. yeah I know. my father has <laughs> no it's my mother my daughter oh, bonding that's what it is <laughs> Carson, I want his man card back right now. Uh, oh, geez. He's always watched Christmas movies with me. I, I know. I tried to get him into football. He just won't sit there for five seconds. His foosball is of the devil. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> um, this is number two. Number two is go ice fishing or just say you're going ice fishing. Either way, the wife will never go with you. Oh, no, never, never. Never. Yeah. I would never. I don't want to freeze. I went deer hunting one time with my dad. And I was like out there for five minutes and I said, so what do we do? He's like, this is it. This is all you do. And we can't talk. Yeah, you can't talk. Oh, I'm done. You you, you can talk. It's just, I think back then, I realize this now as an adult. Yeah. We can talk while we're fishing. I didn't realize that. My grandpa always like, shh, don't scare them. Yeah, right. And it's like, now it's like, no. (laughs) They they can't hear you. (laughs) I know. I don't know of any fish. You goes, can't oh, trick I hear the- me. No tricks anymore. I know those fish don't hear me. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> Tricksies are first. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another voice there's from another voice actor. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you know, Dave Bachelor spilled the beans on his situation. He goes ice fishing. He tried to ask his wife to go, and she went out one time and saw his setup. And she's like, "You're not really ice fishing. You're out here resting, resting. and relaxing. Yeah, you're trying to stay away from the kids. That's what you're doing. Just because I have a cooler with right. some drinks in it and you know a lazy boy and a heater yeah right and you know maybe a little pop-up tv right just i'm trying to get away no no no, no. <laughs> there's a fishing yeah. pole over there right the fishing pole that's not catching anything you know right. uh, okay we're on to you all right another one is uh, to uh, perfect your chili recipe oh, yeah, i have award-winning one. chili you do mm-hmm. yeah it's what, one of are you ever awards. gonna make chili with that uh mark of the beast hot sauce that oh. parker got no. Yeah, Not if you a, want me to eat it, it sounds a, almost satanic. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> a hot sauce in a wooden box with some weird writing on it. And, and I think bought. a prescription bottle or yeah, something it's like weird. Yeah. No, thank you. Don't think, eat it. I'm not. I think the most hot sauce that I will take is the Diablo hot sauce. Ugh. Yeah. yeah that's, I've tried that. I, I, that's I, too I, devilish for me. They've though. done the wing challenge at uh, B Dubs a couple times. Our kids. The blazing challenge. Yeah. I've done the blazing challenge. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Although I've grown more accustomed as I'm. Introducing myself to more different kinds of hot sauces. Yeah, I'm getting more accustomed to the heat where I can probably do it. But they had also had the ghost pepper and the scorpion pepper oh, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tried one of those. I took just one bite. I was like, "Yeah, wow. mm-hmm. nah, 
I know. Basically sweating buckets, crying. My Your nose is yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, it's terrible. I, I would not do it. I watched him do it. My, my sinuses were clear. Though. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a plus. You can't breathe anymore uh, <laughs> because your nostrils are all burnt out and everything else. Uh, okay, the next one is number four, uh, ladies start a scrapbook. You know, the one that has been sitting in the closet for five years. What yeah. is this for? What was the actual? Start a scrapbook. Winter, 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 yeah. winter scrapbook. Oh, things to do for the winter. Yeah, winter bucket oh. list. Didn't you hear the beginning? Ten things anymore. to add to your winter bucket I list. I couldn't remember that what we were talking so about. So 2008. Yeah, right. No. It really is. <laughs> Come on, you know you'd do it if you. No, yeah. that one's not good. If, okay. if a couple more of your friends were like, now. okay, we're gonna do. Well, you can do a digital scrapbook. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when she used to do it, and she used to cut all these little flowers and all this other stuff, and it was like, oh, yeah, my mom yeah and I still it, don't yeah. have a complete scrapbook done. Yeah, it's sitting in the closet for five years. That's what it's I doing. think I have. I still have my mom's scrapbook of me playing pop Warner football. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah. yeah. That's probably really cute. Well, I also had you know highlights. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Was so, it frosted tips? No, it, it was actually looked blonde, but my roots were coming in, so it looked like actual highlights it didn't look anything like the justin timberlake frosted tips mm, it looks like, a lot more cool and more like hawaiian surfer oh vibes. okay yeah. i'm getting a little uncomfortable cool. right now with all this talking about I hair like hey, it. this I was know. back in like 1998 yeah oh okay yeah, back in the cool. day yeah like back when, when the boy band ruled exactly yeah that's right yeah. 98 degrees right there what you oh my gosh oh, goodness gracious all right number five is uh build a snowman that's always a good memorable do thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. The kids all built snowmen out there the other day when we had our first snow. I saw them, yeah. Out on the playground. Nice. It was the cutest thing. There were several snowmen. They look like balls of poop out there. I mean, they're all brown and covered in grass. <laughs> right? Yeah. I want to do like a Kelvin and Hobbes snowman where you have like a whole bunch of them and it plays out a scenario. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. Give them all wooden guns and everything yeah. else. Yeah. That would be fun. Uh, here's another one uh, Binge watch the show Lost with people who have never seen it. Oh, God. Remember to oh, tell I them did the Carson. stinks the whole time. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Yeah, that's what I did. I'm like, everybody that says, oh, I, I want to binge watch Lost and never really got to watch it. I'm like, the, be- the ending Listen, is terrible. The ending's terrible. I always tell people that. Yeah. I hate to break it to you, but. Once I get to the last it. season, I'm going to need a lot of sacramental wine. Yeah, right. No, just to get <laughs> yes, through it. Get through it. It's so like, bad. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think the thing was, is everybody predicted what could possibly happen, and that's exactly what happened. And they were saying, like, do not let this happen. If this is the way that it ends, yeah. we're all going to be so mad. And people were so mad. Yeah. It's like I the writers they, just gave up. I, no, yeah. I think the writers are like, fine. If you're going to be mad. Yeah. This is what happens. This is what we're going to do. Yeah, exactly. there you go. Enjoy it. <laughs> Here it is. All right, here's another one. Uh, go see a Christmas play. Tell your husband uh, someone dies in it. Uh, that will get him to go. <laughs> So awful. Yeah, right? Well, I mean, yeah. if it's a Jesus play, right? right. About, or the yeah. Christmas schooner. Oh, yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. That is so awful. What was the movie we watched last year, the Christmas, about Santa Claus that goes ballistic and takes down a whole militia? Oh, I have no idea. Chris Kringle. I don't know. It was the, it was the guy that played on Krampus. Stranger Things. No, oh. he was on Stranger Things, and he's... Oh, oh, the Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 it was... um. Oh, what was it? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and he goes ballistic and starts yeah. taking out everybody. Now that's a movie that every husband. I thought I was seen. watching a that's Christmas true. movie, and then I'm like, "What is this?" It was a little bit of both. It was kind of like Hallmark, a little bit better. Oh, I don't know about that. It was weird. Yeah, oh, like, it's okay. Silent Night or something. Si- yeah, or something like that. Yeah, weird. that should be on everybody's list. Elf. No, and that. we yeah. don't suggest Elf, that. that. No, we don't. And Krampus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Any of those. Not the Hallmark. I don't know. No, we got to talk to your dad about this. <laughs> 
please do. Text them right after oh, this. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, okay. Number eight, pretend to read a book by the fire. Remember to take a lot of Instagram photos so you look really awesome. I'll just put up a fireplace right. on my phone right by my chair. Right. That's all I got. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to actually read the book. You just want to make people think that you're reading the book. It makes you look He cool. doesn't have the fireplace, though, he's saying. Yeah. Well. We got rid of our fireplace. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Just get one of those electric ones. and then you start there. <laughs> The you one that's got the tumbler flame that just keeps going around and around, yes. making the light. Yeah. Or I'll just get one of those old play ones where it just like bake logs. And oh like yeah. Paper and the that's right. Yeah. <laughs> we used to do that for a lot of skits. Oh yeah. The the fan on the bottom with the tissue paper flying oh, yes. in there. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be cool. Sit next to it. Okay. Uh, number nine is do a pole bear plunge. It's the only acceptable Christian way oh, to change your gender without all the shame. That was awful. Yeah. So you can jump in the water and absolutely. Well, yeah. Uh, and then the last one is knit a scarf or hat or buy one from the dollar store and say you did it. I will oh, do that. So lie. No, I'm not saying lie. I'm just. I mean, that's what I heard. No, I, I mean, did. I did actually say that. Totally yeah, different. I mean, come yeah. on. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you're, it. Yeah, you're very welcome. I got you. Alex yeah. is quite the knitter. Well, let's not put that out there. It, I, you I are. Well, I I try. I did sell a hat I mean, for Carson. Neil, Hallmark Christmas movies. No, Alex it's totally different. Is a knitter. Totally different. That is. Two totally different subjects. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Two totally different levels. I'm making like, something for the betterment of humanity. Like Alex is right here, which is right above my chin for those of you who are listening. And my dad is up here with the whole weirdness thing. Yeah. It's right above my head. Hallmark. Oh, my gosh. Neil, we got to talk, man. I don't know. Well, let's take a break and be right back. All right. Oh, come on. Grab your Bible. Grab your coffee. And get ready for the new Funky Beat for more podcasts. We'll be back in a minute. I'm a soulmate. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was, yeah. Blues Brothers. Yeah. That was a good movie. It was a good movie. Get rapture ready with your favorite host today, Pastor Gary and Pastor Alex Norton, as they come to you with information that you need to make it through the times coming ahead and more. Just makes you want to get up and dance a little bit, doesn't it? I'm bouncing in my chair. Yeah. Feel like a fat kid who just had a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just bouncing. I can relate to that right now. Yeah. Um, well, you know what we found Which at Meyer and Gaylor? We found the Christmas tree cupcake things. What are those called from Little Debbie? Oh, oh yeah. Like, oh, big those trend are so good. right now. Yeah. Everyone you, has you to saw have those. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're this, so good. This is a guy on TikTok that I follow. All his one cupboard, like two cupboards. Yeah. And a pantry door full. Of the Christmas a, trees? A, Chris, Christmas trees, zebra cakes, oh, just all zebra little cakes. Debbies. Yeah. He loves little Debbies. It's <laughs> hilarious. I love little Debbies in my, yeah, you can tell I love little Debbies. <laughs> um, okay, so Rapture Ready News. Uh, we've got some stuff that just came off the uh, off the web mm-hmm. news. Uh, Israeli troops are now fighting in the heart of Gaza City. Mm. Uh, Hamas leader surrounded in a bunker, which is the headline. Uh, Israel's uh, defense minister, Yoav Gallant, uh, issued a Tuesday battlefield update announcing that for the first time, 
Israeli troops are in the heart of Gaza City. He further said the IDF now has Hamas leader uh, Yahya, that's what I'm saying, at Sinwar, uh, surrounded in a bunker. He noted the fighting is happening in residential areas. And uh, I just heard on Monday that Israel dropped a 2,000-pound bomb on one of the, the tunnels that's going from Gaza oh, really? into Jerusalem, yeah. Wow. So it's it's pretty serious. Yeah. Um, you know, it's this is what's taking the headlines right now because I think, you know, if you, you think about it, Israel's a major part of end times prophecy, and it's uh, something that uh, definitely we keep a, a look on, uh, keep an eye on, because what happens there affects all of us. Absolutely. In the Christian world. Yeah. And uh, we're seeing this happen more and more. You know, we talked about it last week on the podcast that uh, we have now four nations that have uh, stated their... Uh, at war, yeah, allegiance yeah. with each other. Yeah. At war with uh, with Israel and uh, Iran, Iraq. Uh, is Iran and Iraq are sending them weapons and yeah. bombs mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't like when war starts, anyways. But uh, me neither. It's about time that they started mm-hmm. moving into Gaza Strip. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. And it, it's it's like you said, it's very um, prophetical. Yeah, about the whole about the whole Israel thing, <laughs> but it's also you also got to keep an eye on it and keep kind of like a somewhat rational head because it's happened throughout the centuries about yeah. Israel and the whole mm-hmm. conflicts. Yeah, so it's like, is this just another one of those, or is this actually going to happen? Because it's happened a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but at the same time, I, I'm also very glad that Israel's actually going on the offensive and getting stuff done. Yeah, I mean, it's, well. I mean, I mean, they had their hands tied for a long time because right. Hamas was hiding behind. Well, and they still are behind. because you got the UN yeah. that's against them. You've got, uh, they're trying to get the United States to be against them. I mean, yeah, there's absolutely. just a whole, uh, you know, one interesting thing in uh, news that I found uh, that came uh, on my emails, and I'm still trying to figure out if this is true or not, but they said they found the Ark of the Covenant. What? Oh, I thought they said that a while back, like a few years ago. No, this back just too. happened like in October. Uh, some some builders were in there and they were digging around the foundation of the temple or no where Jesus had been crucified yeah and they found a uh, thing that represent looks just like the Ark of the Covenant explained through in scripture oh yeah I did and hear that. Uh, so they're working on getting samples and stuff trying to figure out if it is or not yeah but if that's true that's another thing moving forward in the prophetic mm-hmm. as far yeah. as what's happening with Israel the only other thing we need to see happen is when they take control of the temple mm-hmm. and if that happens then. Be ready. You mm-hmm. listen for that trumpet any time. But, uh, yeah, these are some things. Definitely, we need to keep praying for oh, Israel. But I think, the you know, especially in our climate of America right now, we have so many people that are Palestinian, pro-Palestinian. And we need to start, you know, let you know being a voice for Israel. And, and, yeah. and uh, I'm glad that we have people now in Congress that are st- uh, stating and, and yeah. saying that we need to stay in support of them because we've been in support of them since they became a nation. Right. Um, but, uh, this whole thing on Gaza Strip is ridiculous because, you know, this is, you know, they always talk about this peace talk. Like if there was a two, uh, a two nation, uh, way of doing this to where Palestinians could be their nation and Israel could be their nation in one area, um, two state solution, uh, that it would be good. But Israel's tried that for years. And this is the result of that. You have the Palestinians coming after Israel. So something to keep praying about and we'll take a break and come back with Harbor Light Mm -hmm. Bible Trivia. I want you to know God more deeply find lasting freedom discover your destiny and make an eternal difference you're listening to more podcast
discover the magic of transforming spaces with Sean Meyer Construction. From visionary designs to impeccable craftsmanship, we're your partner in creating remarkable homes. If you're looking for a contractor to do the right thing at the right time for the right price, let him build your dream together. Contact Sean Meyer Construction. Well, here we are with Harbor Light Bible Trivia. Uh, last week's question was based off of uh, Pastor Amy's sermon, and uh, it was the four things, Pastor Gary said, the four things that happened uh, after the, or that were noticed with the children of Israel as they're in the fire coming out. Um, what are those four things, Amy? So the four things are that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their bodies were not burned, Yep. their hair was not burned, their robes were not burned, and they didn't smell like fire. They didn't smell like fire, even though that's your cologne for the year. <laughs> no, just for the fall. Oh, just for the fall. Okay. <laughs> Campfire cologne. Campfire okay, so that was, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there actually is, I think we were at, what was it, Target or something? Not Target, but uh, what's the other one we go to? TJ Maxx. And, and they had uh, Campfire cologne. Do they so really? Called, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, and they make. Yeah. Uh, candles in that smell. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and so if you got that right, then uh, definitely put your name in the big drawing for uh, the big uh, big prize, which is could be anything from a t-shirt, hat, to a speaker. Uh, we have all kinds of things that we're giving away for that. Um, but we have quite a few people that uh, put in for that one. They, they found the information before Pastor Amy preached a sermon, and then afterwards, definitely, she gave the answer when we were in there. Uh, so you can send that uh, answer that we're going to ask you today to the question, harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com, all lowercase, harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com. And uh, so do we have a question for this we week? We do. Okay. Who won that? Oh, a whole lot of people. Oh, you just put them in the hat? Yeah, we put them in the hat later, Yeah, huh? and draw them out. Because we're running out of <laughs> running out of swag. Oh. Okay, uh, we it. were getting a bunch of stuff. We still have a lot of the uh, water bottle cozies, but, you know, those aren't going very oh, quick, okay. but we have those, yeah. All right, so here's your question. It has nothing to do with the message for Sunday, though. Okay, that's fine, yeah. Okay, but the hint will be this. The okay. hint is Detroit Lions. Oh, here we go. Oh. I'm liking this. Okay, that's just the hint. That's the hint. So the question is, where did Samson find honey? Where did Samson find honey? Mm-hmm. Okay, is there a certain book that we can maybe? No, no. I'm not no. Gi- I already gave a hint. It has something to do we with... We have to up the ante around here. Oh, you want to oh, up yeah. the ante on that. Okay. <laughs> you got to earn it. So a place that he found honey. Yes. yes. All right. Then we just have a conversation and about honey the other day. And yeah. is Detroit Lions. That's it. Detroit Lions. Well, didn't we talk about uh, honey the other day? We were saying that um, somebody found a jar of honey. Oh, Pastor Matt. Yeah, he has a big one. Yeah, he talked for... about staff meeting. He's going to use it. Right? Yeah, he's, he's going to use it for prep. Yeah, he's going to use the barter. <laughs> but a whole jar of honey. And we were like, it never goes bad, right? Yeah. Honey never goes yeah, bad. Yeah, that's amazing. It yeah. is amazing. And then Jill, you know, put out this little knowledge nugget that they're finding honey in Pharaoh's tombs and stuff. That's still good. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if I'd want to eat, you know, two or 3,000 year old honey. I'm not sure if I. I mean, it's been sitting around a dead guy for a couple hundred years. Right. Yeah. Years, you know, I know. So I, there's that aspect to it. It's going to take on a little bit of the mold in the. The tomb, I don't know yeah. if that'd be... Mm, I don't Their know like sealing that. techniques weren't the best. Right, yeah. Except when they were sealing the tombs. <laughs> right, and how many mice have been in there? Oh, my god! Looking at the honey. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to want that. You know what honey is, right? Yeah. Honey's honey. Honey's it's honey. bee vomit. Right. What's but your it, point? <laughs> but we don't talk <laughs> about that You two aspect. are worried about mice licking on Well, it because mice else. don't have anything it's to do with it. vomit. Mice <laughs> carry diseases. Right, yeah, they're going to put it in the honey. It's just bee puke. Yeah, it's a totally different thing. Totally different. I love honey. 
Well, I do too, but I thank you for telling me it's bee vomit. You're welcome. I, no, I, mean, I, I just blocked it out of my head for a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you don't even want to know about figs and wasps. That's a whole thing. We already had to bust that bubble with no. uh, Pastor Gary. Yeah. The, the, the halibut with wasps in general. Yeah. I don't uh, like wasps. I, yeah, I'm not. And well, what was it? The thing with the fig is that figs do not pollinate themselves. It right. Takes, they uh, have the wasps go in it and they have to pollinate it and they yeah. nest in there and there's a they whole So what you're saying there. is there's a lot of crap in my fig newtons. Well, yeah. you know that crunch? Gosh. Yeah. I'm just playing with you. The His crunch. face. <laughs> the crunch is His the face. eggs that are still left in there. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> a little more protein. It's not. You're like, hey, fig newtons are amazing. Well, he won't touch them because it was funny because you bought fig bars for the I did. I connection. like to always ask Pastor Gary if he wants a fig newton. I always, I always put one on <laughs> his chair. He cannot stand them. I will put one on his chair sometime on Sunday and he just like bushes it off. Yeah, he does not like fig newtons at all. Was this ever since you told him that? No, okay. he just, it's not. He never liked it before, but then after we told him that, he's like, that is disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why yeah, yeah, I have yeah. not ate them. Well, if you know the answer to this week's uh, Bible trivia question, send it to harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com. Harborlightbibletrivia at gmail.com, all lowercase. And let us know what you think. And uh, we'll put your name, if you do get it right, we'll put your name in the drawing for the big prize, which will be coming up here soon. And uh, wait, we let's see, what? What day is this? Is the 11th or the 8th? No, today's the, the 8th. 8th. So we got a few more weeks yet and then uh, put it in towards the big prize and uh, pull a name. Uh, we'll be right back. The Dam Side Inn is an historic restaurant located in Pelston, Michigan. Nestled next to the North's most scenic majesty, it offers a picturesque setting and a charming ambiance. The restaurant serves a delicious array of old country dining with its rustic charm and scenic surroundings. Making the Dam Side Inn at 6705 Woodland Road, Pelston, your next stop to make memories as a family for generations to come. The Dam Side Inn. Well, here we are with Bible Talk, and uh, of course, as we've been talking about the whole time, Pastor Amy's in with us. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And we're going to be talking about her sermon on uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the Fire Furnace. And, uh, you know, it was a very impactful message, not only because it's the first time that you got to speak. At Harbor Light, yeah. Yeah, and so that was pretty cool to have you uh, speak for the first time, and um, we had a good time with that. Um, I think a lot of people really appreciated uh, having uh, you speak for, for the first time. We've been here for, what, three years now? Uh, it's going on three years, yeah. Yeah, so it was good to hear your uh, heart for what God was laying on it. Uh, but we talked about, like I said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and uh, one of your phrases that uh, I thought was really impactful, he said over and over again, that Jesus was in the room. What did you what did you mean by that? What was the whole point with that? So I actually heard a song by Maverick City. Okay. That is entitled He's in the Room. And it they were giving snippets of it like maybe like a month before it came out. And I was very excited to hear the the song. And so it really impacted me. And what I mean by that is that he's always with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's with his children. And um, sometimes we don't acknowledge that he's there. And so we don't realize the power that we actually have when he's in the room with us. Yeah. When he already lives in our spirit and we have this power that we're able to to use, but we don't harness it and we don't use it because we forget that he's in the room with us yeah. and that, you know, he, he wants to be with us. He, he wants to be involved in every aspect of our life. And so that's what it means. It really means 
um, acknowledging him for who he is, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and the power that he has, and the power that we have because of the Holy Spirit, and um, really recognizing his presence. And I think it goes a little bit deeper for me because I think it's a spiritual discipline of practicing the presence of him in your life. And practicing the presence means acknowledging him in every aspect of your life, really acknowledging that he is there listening to you. So it's more than just prayer. It's actually acknowledging the presence of Jesus Mm -hmm. in your life in every aspect of what you do. So, you know, you're washing dishes one day or filling up the dishwasher you just start talking to him. Mm-hmm. You know, you acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit. If thing, It's not just about when things are going wrong in your life, but it's all the time. And when yeah. you start to practice that presence of him in your life, then the power is so more, more is so much more extreme in mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. And you're able to really use that and, and listen to Holy Spirit and, and all of that. So You mentioned um, in Daniel 3 when uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were... Uh, faced with the threat of all the stuff that was happening. Um, they knew that the king was not in favor of God um, and that it was going to start turning into a, a bad situation. Um, and they seemed to really hold on to the the idea and promise that God was going to be with them uh, because they served the God, Yahweh. Um, and so they were, they were, in a sense, persuaded uh, to follow him. Uh, regardless of what the outcome could ever be. And I don't think they ever thought that this was going to turn into them going in the fiery furnace. I mean, that was a shady deal that happened, uh, you know, against them. But you talked about in the message that you uh, you had a moment where um, you were persuaded, obviously, with God, what he was doing for you. But then uh, a situation came about that really rocked your your belief in, for, for a moment. Uh, you want to share that? Share with that uh, story with us a little bit. Yeah, so... When Carson was diagnosed with cancer, after the first tumor came and went, and they, you know, they took the first tumor out, when the second tumor showed up, just a few weeks after that, um, I, I lost a lot of faith in the Lord. Like, it really, it rocked my world. I was in seminary at the time, and I was thinking to myself, like, I'm listening to what the Lord has for me. I am mm-hmm. doing what He wants me to do. I know yeah. that I'm called to be a pastor and a preacher. And yet this is what my life is facing now. Mm -hmm. I have this child, this baby who is deathly ill and who is faced with um, mortality every single day. Like that was a huge percentage of whether he was going to die or live. It was a very high percentage that he was going to pass. And so I felt very, um, alone and like that I wasn't heard and that I didn't feel the Lord anymore. And that I even started to question my own um, calling, like what is happening that I'm doing everything for you. I've sold everything that I have. I don't even have a home. I don't, I don't even have a vehicle and I'm doing everything that you asked me to do. I'm in seminary for you. And I have this baby who is now dying essentially. And so I was really upset and I lost a lot of faith mm-hmm. in him. Yeah, And that's when I just kind of put the Bible up on the shelf uh, for a day. I remember it was only a day because somebody came to me with the scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. And when I read that scripture, you know, it really hit me. There, there was a lot of trust and obedience that I had to learn through this, um, 
this whole cancer stuff with Carson as a baby. And that's what I got out of it in the end. But I really, I was really like thrown. Like I didn't understand why God would allow this to happen mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And then when it did happen and I hear this scripture and stuff, I'm like, why not me? Like, what better place to be than with like 80 other pastors who are in training? Yeah. Like God had a plan and a purpose for my life. He had a, he has a plan and a purpose for my son's life. And it's not that I had to be okay if he ended up taking my child and my child ends up passing, but I had to trust that he knew what was best for me and knew what was best for my son's life too. Right, yeah. And I am not exempt from these things in life. I'm not exempt from illnesses and and bad things that are going to happen to me or the consequences of even other people's sin or my sin just mm-hmm. because I'm a pastor right, yeah. or just because I'm a child of God. Like, that's not the promise. Right, right. The promise is that he will love us and he will see us through. And so that's what hit me so hard with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was that they went to the fiery furnace with such confidence. They did not, they didn't even have to say that they didn't bow down to mm-hmm. this statue. They could have really not said anything and probably nobody would have known about it right. or it may have leaked yeah. later or whatever. Like it wasn't, but it was integrity mm-hmm. that they said it and they said, I will not bow down to this king. I will not bow down to this statue. Right. Yeah. And so that's integrity is is what I'm doing behind closed doors where nobody else is going to see. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the same thing. And so I want people to know that I'm not willing to bow to that statue, right? And so they went to the fiery furnace with confidence, knowing that because of that, they believed so wholeheartedly, trusted in the Lord, and were so obedient to him that no matter what would befall them with that fiery furnace, they were willing to sacrifice their lives for this. Right, like, right. I mean, I can't imagine that you go to a fiery furnace and think to yourself that you're not going to burn alive. Like, what an awful way to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they went with confidence, trust, and obedience. And then the Lord went in with them did the rest so they you know i i love how you know this this fact that they were i know the persuaded seems like a, a very um um light word to use when you're talking about something that devastating that possibly could happen but they were persuaded in the fact that they believed that god no matter what was going to happen that god was going to be there for them and and i think what i got from the message which i thought was uh impactful for me is that you know when god's involved god's a part of it um you know, it doesn't matter what you're going through. It could be, like you said, cancer, could be a bad marriage, it could be a financial situation. Um, but we have to be careful not to bow down to the option uh-huh. uh, just because yeah. it's a tough time, just because there's pressure involved. And and that's one of the things you see in, in the life of the three uh, Hebrew children is what they're often called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is that their attitude, they were so persuaded that God was going to be in control that it didn't matter what was going to happen. And I, and I think that's a challenge for all of us, right? I mean, we find ourselves in situations where um, something seems, like you mentioned on Sunday, the fires seem really hot, mm-hmm. like more than you want to, more than what you want to bear with or handle. And, um, but there has to come a time where you say, God, okay, you're in control, you know, you're in control of this situation. Well, and the other thing too is that sometimes we as Christians feel like we're, we're supposed to be untouchable. Like you lose a loved one. Mm-hmm. We're all going to lose loved ones. Like that right. is the reality of the situation, right? We right. know that people are going to pass away that we love and, and all of that in our life. We, oh, yeah. th- people are going to pass away. 
But is that going to rock our world that all of a sudden the Lord took someone that was so young from us and uh, maybe even our spouse and stuff like life is not fair. And I do not understand it. You know why people are widowed and left behind young children and Mm -hmm. things like that. Like this is just not fair. Life is not fair, but is that going to rock your world so much that you're going to turn away from the Lord? And I have seen really, really strong Christians turn away when things in life Mm -hmm. take them down when they lose their jobs or when finances aren't coming in the way that they think that it should be coming in or Mm -hmm. when they pray and nothing happens and people turn away from the Lord because of that, because of life, like Mm -hmm. this is life, like life happens. Sometimes we are the consequence of even other people's sins and even our own sins. And it, what are we going to do? Right. When we are faced with those things, will we stand our ground and keep the faith? Right. Yeah. He only said that we needed to have faith the size of a mustard seed. Yeah. He wasn't asking for tons and tons of faith in him. He's asking for this mustard seed size faith in him. And so what are we going to do when our world is rocked? And it's going to be rocked. We right. are going to have these issues in life. Yeah, I think uh, was it Matthew 5, Jesus said the rain falls on the just, the unjust. You know, a better way of saying that is some of the bumper stickers we have on our cars is crap happens, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a very spiritual principle in the fact that things are going to happen mm-hmm. and you're not exempt because you're a Christian, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, the only thing that he does well is gives us the ability to have an umbrella when it starts, you know, to, to deal with whatever's happening. And right. uh, But it still doesn't take us out of the rain. We're still there. We're still in the mess. We're still in the, the same thing. That but the important thing us. is, is that he is in it yes, he's with in it. us. Yeah. And that's what, you know, I learned through Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is that he could have done whatever he wanted to King Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. He yeah. could have had him killed. He could have intervened in a way that the king was not on the throne anymore. There could yeah. have been a lot more dramatic things that happened with that yeah. situation. Right. But instead, he went into the fire with them. He was with them, which speaks volumes to me because he's there. One of my most favorite books, and I've written a sermon on this before years ago when it really spoke to me, is The Red Sea Rules. It's the smallest book on planet Earth. I think there's like 11 rules to the Red Sea. But one of my favorite sayings in that book is the same God that led you in will lead you out. Yeah, that's good. Amen. Yeah. It's not that he's giving us these trials and tribulations to go through. I don't believe that that happens, but we are going through these things and it's the same God that let us in will lead us out of it. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is what we have to believe. We have to believe that he could have done whatever he wanted to King Nebuchadnezzar. He could do whatever it is. He is God. So he can do whatever it is. We have to recognize that he is Lord of all. He has that power. He can do anything. And once he's sovereign and he's the one that's on the throne, then everything else falls into place with it. He can do all of that. He can intervene. He can do all sorts of things for us. Yeah. And he chooses to go through it with us so that we have something that is learned through it. There's a passage in Isaiah 43, 1 and 2, that I think was interesting. Uh, It goes along with what you said, but it says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, uh, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. And I wonder, Mm -hmm. you know, if that was something that the children of Israel 
you know, especially yeah. these guys hold on to the mm-hmm. fact that that's, that's the God I serve. Mm-hmm. That's the God I'm going to hold on to. Um, because we do realize, like you mentioned that there, it doesn't matter where you are in your journey. Fires are going to happen. Yeah. You're going to be, you're going to be faced with a, a furnace that's going to be hotter than what you mm-hmm. want to, to face. Um, but you know, the promise is that you will not be burned in the midst of it. You will not be uh, eradicated by the pressure if you hold on to what God wants. And I think that's what we see with the children of Israel, like what you brought up on Sunday is that um, they knew that they knew that they knew uh-huh. that God was going to be with them in that situation. He didn't know, they didn't know how it was going to work out, uh-huh. but even if it did cost them their life, they knew God was with them. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that we um, are definitely beginning to understand in our culture now in America that, um, you know, we serve a God that is constantly working uh, on our behalf, but it doesn't always mean that things are going to be rosy all the time, right? It still means that there's possibly to have bankruptcy. There still means that they're possibly to have divorce. Still means that we're going to possibly have life-threatening diseases and, and issues that we're going to have to face. But at the same time, you know, does that rock your faith so much to where you're going to say, okay, I'm chucking it? Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I know it was really raw for you to share that on Sunday, that that was your situation, that was your mindset in that moment. But it was so awesome how God brought you back. But how many people do not come back from that? You know, mm-hmm. they kind of right. just walk away from it. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, the, that's the thing. But if we can go back to the promise of what God has uh, given to us, wh- what do you think the overall promise, in your opinion, was uh, that we should pull from this, this text? And I, you've mentioned a few times. That he's with us. That he's with us, yeah. That he's with us and um, that he will go through it with us. I think it's very common for people when chaos hits your life, that even if you're a Christian, that's when you really call out to the Lord, Mm -hmm. like fix this situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I need money for my mortgage or my car just died. I need a new car. Like we call out on the Lord for these kinds of things. Right. Yeah. But we don't, when we're just going through kind of life, everyday thing, right? Every kind of situation, it's just kind of normal, which is why practicing the presence Mm -hmm. of him in all, all of those aspects is what's important. You know, he wants to be known as Lord of all of your life. Mm-hmm. And when we recognize that on a daily basis to him, instead of constantly just crying out only in the bad times or praying when it's only really chaotic or trauma has hit us, mm-hmm. yeah. like we're not as close. And then what we hear is so many Christians say to me, I don't feel him. Mm-hmm. I I don't feel his presence. Like I'm calling out to him and I don't feel him. He is, I don't even think that he's there. Well, the relationship isn't there. Yeah. He's there. That's good. But the relationship isn't there. And so when the relationship isn't there, it's always on us. Like he's loyal and faithful and just and good. But when we're only using him as like the Hail Mary, Mm -hmm. then we're not going to feel it. Yeah. We're, we're not going to know that he's there. I want to feel his presence all the time. I want him in the hospital room and I want him while I'm doing the dishes. Mm, that's good. I want him constantly in my life and practice that presence. I want to feel Holy Spirit all the time. I want to know that I have power mm-hmm. and that I can take control over these situations and, and, and claim them for good and not for bad mm-hmm. and come out of it not even smelling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes we come out of this stuff and we are burnt and scorched and we stink so much because we've been through things that we haven't even asked him to be a part of. Right. And he wants to be involved with all of it. I think of the, 
paralytic that was laying on the side of the pool and how many times did he show up at the pool like he was at the pool for how many years or yeah. how long it was like every day for yeah like of years. Yeah. a long oh, time yeah. right yeah. he first of all how did he ever get there somebody brought him but nobody could throw him in the pool right yeah they right. left him there i mean i'm just saying like, we're, like, yeah, we're going to work we'll see, we'll see after yeah, those exactly. aren't your friends yeah right yeah. okay uh yeah so i think about him too where he's sitting there every single day did you call out? Did you even think about that? Like, mm -hmm. like get it done. Like, you didn't have to always be at the pool mm -hmm. to feel his presence, right? Yeah. So I, I just think that we need to practice his presence a lot more and really live in this victorious life. That's coming from a, a good book. Brother Lawrence uh, wrote that, uh, Practicing the Presence of God. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he's a, he was a monk. Um and he wrote about how God taught him how to have presents, like you were talking about, washing dishes, fixing shoes, peeling potatoes, all this stuff. And he talks about what he learned in those moments. And and it's the, that kind of thing, you know. I, I think, like you mentioned, that we um, look for God's presence in the big things. But what about the everyday things, you know? And uh, that's something to really uh, consider as we look forward to um, um, what God wants to do. Now, what's really cool about these guys is that they were protected from the fire and then, um, God blesses them after the fact with a promotion, uh -huh. um, after the fire. Um, and they became heads of state within yep. Nebuchadnezzar's government and they became really a testimony to what God would do. Now, I don't think that's always going to happen to all of us. If we find ourselves in a bad situation, then God's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to bless your efforts. Sometimes he doesn't, uh -huh. you know, right. sometimes we're left with you know, clean up the mess of the fire. I mean, look at Stephen. Yeah. The first murder. Yeah. I mean, he still, he had the same faith and everything. And he's like, even though if, I, even, even if I die or when I die. Yeah. He's still going to use my, my name and my deeds for his good work. That's a good point. Yeah. That yeah. is a good point. Yeah. I mean, there are times when that happens. I mean, that's, I think that's uh, one of the unwritten things that it's in scripture that could happen and possibly could happen. I, I think for us as Christians to believe that we're in a bubble of protection all the time. Yeah. It's kind of kind of a not a good thing to think about all the time because no. it doesn't always mean that that's going to happen. I mean, I know friends that have lost their children to diseases uh -huh. um, that uh, were not able to be cured. And Parker or Carson, for whatever reason, was uh, blessed with uh, a healing. Uh -huh. And uh, he's had other situations after that. But uh, but he's he's lived a testimony uh -huh. of what God has done. And I've, I've heard him say that over and over again, that, you know, I shouldn't be here, but God is... Uh, for whatever reason, set me apart. Now, you know, I think it's cool. That's where he's at right now. He's serving God uh -huh. uh, over in the field, over in the missions field. Heck yeah, and getting ready to do even greater things. Uh, do you want to just share? We're getting ready to wrap up. Do you have anything that you want to share that you didn't get a chance to share on Sunday? Huh. One of your big uh, things is we always, Pastor Gary and I always call this the part B that we never get side B. Mm, I would just say it's more of the practicing the presence. Yeah, practicing the presence of who he is in your life and taking it, that would be more of the application of it. Like the practice of it yeah. from this message is to really practice the presence of him. And it's not magic. Mm -hmm. This isn't, this isn't something that's magical or mystical or anything like that, but it does have power. Yeah. And so um, by practicing that and deepening that relationship with Christ in our lives, then the power is what will be helpful. You'll you'll see that you're able to get through the things so much better. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I appreciate that. Well, thank you for being on uh, more podcasts with us. I appreciate it. 
Thanks so much. It was good, good service, good message. Hopefully you get a chance to speak again. I know so many people are blessed by that um, to have you preach and, and share from your heart. Mike, thanks again for co-hosting with me. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. My yeah. pleasure. Uh, we're going to get you back here next week. Or are you? Yeah, that's the plan. Yes. All right. Nice. Awesome. We got, yeah. I've got a cohort now. This oh, is good. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for us on the more podcast. We'll talk to you later. As always, uh, don't forget to uh, share this with other people. Let them know about what you've heard. You know what? It doesn't matter if this is just about our, our church and p- things that happen in our church. You know, this definitely uplifts people, especially the messages that we uh, talk about. I, I'm sure that uh, sharing Pastor Amy's message and her insights on this would be helpful for somebody. But encourage somebody to listen to the podcast. Um, And it's a a great way to kind of just spend an hour, uh, you know, sitting there listening to a bunch of goof-offs, you know, talking about Jesus. For sure. For sure. Well, yeah, definitely. We'll talk to you guys later. We want you to know, find, discover, change with us. More podcast ending transmission. Now. 